gosto de tudo dos morenos, dos mulatos, dos branquinhos, dos loirinhos, dos loirinhos, dos crioulos. Porque só tem que ser homem. É. Tem homem gordo, homem baixo, homem gordo, homem grato, safado, careca, cabeludo, viado, ousado. Tem muito, tem muito, tem muito, tem muito homem. Pois é, pois é, tem muito homem. That is Omens by Mami Chow, and you are listening to another beautiful, sensual, lovable, wonderful episode of Impress Me With Music. I'm Mary Novohovsky. I'm Dave Metz. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast uh, of two people that know mostly nothing about music. But we have feelings. You know, we're very, um, we're very empathetic. The music of the soul. And uh, what's the name of this episode, Mary? Uh, flying by the seat of our pants. We on that bullshit. <laughs> I think that's the episode. It's a real long one. And now, a word from our sponsors. What's up, dudes? Hey, guys. I'm Tobes. I'm Jesse. And we're the host of Worst, Worst Contact, Contact, a show for aliens by humans, where we discuss every aspect of human life, such as death, life, juggalos, cats, LARPing, art, war, athleticism with world's greatest athlete, Action Ronnie Glibson. That's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, we keep it fun, we keep it goof, we never script it, and we always have a good time. But don't bring the kids along, because we say naughty words. All on MachineCulture.com. Peace! You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Roll for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them Destin Day Jobs is a D&D podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. All right, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, they're definitely interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to Destin Day Jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll for sleight of hand. Wow, it's a critical hit! Yeah. They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, but they're still interested in Destin Day Jobs. Yeah! Yeah! Desks and Day Jobs. Now part of the Machine Culture Collective. Huzzah! Coffee makes me makes me hurt. Makes me feel good. How about you, Dave? What do you have to say about our sponsor, Coffee? Coffee. Uh, we have toppled some South American dictatorships, and uh, we make you shit your pants in the middle of the workday, which breaks up the monotony of work. So that's actually pretty good. The more coffee I drink, the more I poop, and the more money I make for my family. Coffee.
with your nigga. I be all alone singing songs with your nigga. I be on the phone, now I'm gone with your nigga. I be on the road, zip codes with your nigga. Hey, where you at? I be chilling with your nigga. Hitting splits back to back with your nigga. Damn, it's like that. I been feeling on your nigga. Hitting skins back to back with your nigga. I'm in love with your nigga. Hey, I'm what's up? Uh, that is, uh, I'm in love by uh, Jungle Pussy. Uh, which the album came out last week. Um, we got anything to plug? Let's get plugs out of the way. Plug a lug a lug. Just plug it over here. Plug in through every single day uh, as best as I can. That's all I got to plug is the grind, baby. Okay. Well, you should also probably plug our iTunes. Ah, very good. Very good, Dave. Perfect reminder. Hey, you're listening to Impress Me With Music. You can find us on iTunes. And you want to know what? You can rate us. You can review What? Us. You can rate and review podcasts on you iTunes? You can rate and review podcasts. It's better than just swiping right on Tinder. You can't rate and review them hoes and, and, and juggalos. Okay? Rate and review us. You could win a Starbucks gift card. I mean it. I really mean it this time. I got Starbucks gift cards coming out my pockets. They're overflowing with Starbucks gift cards. A latte here, a latte there. Rate and review. You'll have a latte everywhere. Um, Also, you should check out our Facebook page. Starbucks gift cards for that, too. Like the page. Next. No, you're not getting a fucking Starbucks gift card for liking a page. If, if you like the page and on the page you comment, I want my Starbucks gift card, I will give you a Starbucks gift card. That is an insane proposition. Do you really intend to do that? I think very highly unlikely anyone will do it, so I stand by my word. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone will do it. Yeah, all right. So here's the thing. Right now, you're listening to Impress Me With Music. Go on a Facebook, like, impress me with music, right on the wall, hey Mary, you owe me a Starbucks gift card, and I swear to fucking God, I will give you a Starbucks gift card. I will come to your home and hand it to you. All right. What do you think of this? I mean, it's a fun track. I don't feel like I could listen to it in public anywhere for pretty clear reasons. Well, you can't listen to much of any Jungle Pussy in public. In fact, I felt weird playing it at work while I was... I mean, I had my headphones in, obviously, but... I'm always afraid someone's going to hear, and the only part they'll hear is that she keeps saying the N-word. I'm going to be completely honest well, with you. I feel uncomfortable about this track. Too much too much N-words? It's really gratuitous. I mean, here's the thing. I played that because, um, you know what I, I really like about this is... Uh, that her name's Jungle Pussy? No, what? Well, I, Jungle Pussy is like um, Cardi B if Cardi B had like... Um, a more of a proactive attitude. Do you know what I mean? She's like a more proactive Cardi B. Huh, explain. Well, all of her songs are about how um, she, like, fucking dates men, like, fucks men and trashes them like a praying mantis, okay? And uh, how, she has, like, ten songs about eating Ooh, pussy. Ooh, mama-like. She, she literally has ten songs about how you have to eat her pussy and just shit about how she's... I mean, she's just proactive. Do you know what I mean? Like, Cardi B, she's like, please take care of me. And Jungle Pussy's like, uh, I'm I'm having sex with your N-word, you know? Okay, cool. You know that track I opened up with, uh, the one in that foreign language? Yeah, what was that, Portuguese? <laughs> oh, hey now. That uh, directly translates omens, omens. I don't really know how to pronounce it. That's because I'm uneducated. It translates to men, and the song's about all different types of men. 
So it's only fitting that you would open up with feminist icon Jungle Pussy. Yes. She is a role model to um, young women everywhere. And I think I'm right to say that. Yeah. We're having a wine and cheese night, by the way. I really think the folks at home should know. Folks at home, on the train, in the car, on the plane. Yeah, you listen to this with your family. On a bus, on a boat, in a moat. Yeah, yeah. Are you all sitting in front of the old radio? What are you looking up? I'm looking up uh, music history today. No, that's my segment. Oh, you want to do it? Yeah, I want to do it. Okay, all right. Well, then look it up. You're talking about the empowerment of Jungle Pussy. No, I don't. Who cares? You know, it's really good. I I listened to the album, so this is my album review. Uh, I think that uh, she's great. Her production is all super tight. She's got a persona that's great. It is super, like, X-rated. I happen to be, like, a fan of super vulgar rappers. I'm one of those idiots that thinks people are being more honest when you swear at them, you know? Right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But did they do a study and said that people were more trusting of... Uh, people that swear, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's like a, like a HR thing, yeah. So that's why your boss, just in case you're wondering, people out there, why your cool boss says fuck all the time it's because it's just another way to manipulate you you idiot yeah you think yeah, you're yeah, original yeah. you're <laughs> punk rock you just took this advertising job huh you big dumb poo poo brain hey you ready for our segment today in music history that you tried to take from me well i have a few that i want to do but you do yours um you have a few want to do um okay me, 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 what's your me, first me. year what's your first year so i'm gonna start from the most recent or do you want me to start from the we start from the beginning yo Start from the beginning. Okay. Uh, I want to start at 1955, baby. Yeah, what happened in 1955? Billboard reported that the Ballad of Davy Crockett was the most popular song in the U.S. Hey, America, you got bad taste. Hold on. Hold on now. The Ballad? The Ballad of Davy Crockett. Ballad? Hold on. The Ballad of... That's Davy with no E, just a V-Y. Yeah, let's hear Let's, let's hear a little snippet of this. Born on the mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate. This is not bad. <laughs> I kind of like this. Raised in the woods, so he knew well, every tree. I mean, it's, it's got Kill some pumps. It's no jungle pussy, I'll put This is literally the opposite of jungle pussy. Oh well, shit. My well, parents well, used to sing this to me all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. That's why they call you Davy. This song's about you. Hell yeah. All right, hold on What was that, 1955? That was 55, baby. Yeah. Um, what, what, what year are you feeling? I got 1986. 1986? Let me tell you what happened then. Uh, Garth Brooks uh, married Sandy Maul, a woman that he would later leave for Trisha Yearwood. What day do you think today is in history, by the way? May 24th. Oh, well, I'm looking at May 28th. I'm looking at the distance. Well, you are wrong to do that because it is May 24th. So let me continue on with a segment that I've rightfully stolen from you. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to listen to a little bit of Davy Crockett on May 28th. <laughs> um, thanks for ruining next week's segment. Um, well, it's no week's segment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you just picked a date out of thin air. Um, okay, in 2000... Uh, Chuck D testified to the U.S. Congress about the benefits of Napster and online music distribution. This was important because, did you recall what the music industry stance on illegal downloads of music was prior to that? Do you recall? Metallica? Uh, you're going to jail, baby. No. 
Yeah, they tried to crack that whip on us. Um, there is a year that you skipped over, and I'm not sure why. I think it may be because you're just a bad person. Yeah, what would you got? Um, I think it's really important that we go back in time to 1998, the very first Native American Music Awards that took place at the Fox Theater at the Foxwoods Resort Casino in Mashantucket, Connecticut. I've been there. Holy shit. Yeah. I can't believe you missed that. You know, because I, I saw, one of the most popular awards shows every year that Dave and I get dressed up for and look forward to is the first is the Native American Music Awards. Yeah, so Mary and I, when we're putting on our Native American headdresses and we are we're dancing, we're rain dancing out of the house. Mary just drooled on herself. Um, okay. Um, it's why did she is night, baby? Uh, 1990, uh, Axl Rose and Aaron Everly filed for divorce. They've been married for less than a month. Uh-huh. Boring. Boring. Um, so Chuck D was a visionary. We covered that. But there is something I want to specifically talk about, which is that uh, on this day in, um, let me see what year it is. It On this day in 2000, so same day that Chuck D testified to Congress, Puff Daddy was settling a lawsuit that not a lot of people remember anymore. I, I, there was a stampede? Yes. So, the, the story is, is that, well, let's see, I'll give you the bullet points. Puff Daddy, Heavy D, Stampede, nine people dead. Okay? <laughs> Puff Daddy was in his early days as a promoter. Because Puff Daddy really is just a promoter. I mean, he gets called a producer. He didn't produce shit. Okay? If you look at all those Biggie songs, there's other producers on there. Puff Daddy was like um, a DJ Khaled. He offers nothing DJ but, but the opportunity, okay? And um, Did we talk about the fact that DJ Khaled doesn't eat puss? We did. We were supposed to talk about that. And then forgot we forgot about to. it. All right, well, just quick reference here since you brought it up. DJ Khaled doesn't eat pussy. I, get, I bet you that Sean uh, Puffy Combs does not as well. I would imagine. If I had to guess, if I had to look at a man and just guess, does he do that or not do that? Puff Daddy, I'm going to guess no. Okay. The features on the Jungle Pussy album, they're very into it. They got to. Yeah. They don't have a choice. If you feature on a Jungle Pussy album, you... All right, thank you. What is this? Um, it's a little bit of undue sausage on top of Manchego cheese, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's tell the story here. All right, tell the story of the stampede with your mouthful of food. I like it. You're welcome. So, 1993, Puff Daddy was just starting out. He was 22 years old. He just dropped out of... Um, What's that college, that black college in D.C.? Uh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. This is going to sound real bad if we don't know the name. Howard. There it is. Howard. He drops out of Howard. He comes back to New York. He's like, I'm going to be a promoter for rap music. The biggest rapper at the time was Heavy D. So he promotes a show at City College, which is... Those are like small, like, community colleges and very, very tiny public universities in the city of New York. And so at one, he he hosts... A AIDS benefit. And depending on who you ask, uh, either Puff Daddy or City College oversold the tickets. So let me let me read here. On December 28, 1991, a large crowd gathered outside of the 2,730-seat gymnasium forming a long line that stretched around 138th Street. The crowd grew unruly, and someone decided to close the doors to the street. The fans... Search forward, slamming into the outer doors, which broke under pressure. It's like, what? 
He was a local rapper. Like, Heavy D is from New York. There weren't other opportunities to see him perform. So people are just banging on the doors like they're crazy. The crowd raced into the swamp. I'm sorry, can we put that Davy Crockett song back on while I tell this? Yeah. So the crowd raced into a small lobby and down a short flight of stairs to the gym doors. But the doors to the gym, most of which were closed, only opened outward because they had been barricaded to keep people from coming in. Nine young fans were trampled or crushed to death and 29 were injured. Investigations into the circumstances surrounding the stampede and the police response did not reach definitive conclusions and no criminal trials were ever filed. And basically, um, it ended in, I believe, an undisclosed civil settlement. And uh, my hat is off to you, Puff Daddy. You are the David Crockett of killing college students that want to see fat rappers. And this is another episode of This American Life. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Oh, and shout out Dave Marr, past guest. He was just on This American Life. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you want to get into the playlist? Oh, yeah. I mean, I am sobbing inside about what happened to those nine people. Yeah. But um, just remember, Puff Daddy, uh, nothing can hold him down. He makes that very clear. Not, not going to let. I don't actually, I don't know if I believe that Puff Daddy is guilty. I think. The, the, the doing that is definitely on the uh, the people the the venue. Oh yeah, that's definitely a venue move. Um, so which one of us is kicking off this? Uh, I always let you go first. You know, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, let's play my first track and then point no, to it I'll, for I'll, me. I'll, I'll talk about it here. I'm pointing to it. You got it. Ceremony featuring Freddie Gibbs, an artist uh, very near and dear to mine and Dave's um, love story. Yeah, so yeah, our first day was at a Freddie Gibbs concert. We've talked about it a bunch. Yeah, talked about it. I think yeah. Um, so Mexicans with Guns is the name of one guy. Uh, uh, San Antonio-based Chicano DJ Ernest Gonzalez, um, and I'm reading Ernesto. Some, Ernesto, sorry, same name. Um, I'm reading some bullshit thing piece from NPR. Uh, big up this American life, but bullshit NPR. Where this dude is like, how he's like, Mexicans with guns, what's with their name? During the show, I wondered out loud about the name. I noted that it stood out to me, given the unfortunate wave of violence attributed to Mexican uh, drug cartels. So I asked Gonzalez about it and wanted to share his email answer with you because it shows a deep commitment not only to his musical expression but also to Mexico. He's a DJ, dude. He was on fucking Molly when he came up with that. Stop trying to draw deeper meaning from it. He's a, it's, he's a good DJ. Just 
You know? So I um I actually started listening to Mexicans with Guns a few years ago. I don't even remember how I stumbled upon it, but this was at a time in my life where I was really into a lot more like electronic kind of deep bass music. And this sort of helped me transition into hip hop. I remember like the Freddie Gibbs feature was the first kind of like me sort of getting back into rap slowly and this is one of those transition artists so I thought it was important to give credit to a Mexicans with Guns and fuck Pitchfork because uh, Pitchfork, they gave um, this album Ceremony which I think is great 5.5 um, and basically they said that Mexicans with Guns seems disinterested in things like nuance and pacing and that's actually why I love it it's fucking fast it's hard and it's it's just a great uh well it, fucking, like, it, it's, it is it's repetitive a great, but it's a great hip-hop electronic album it, it's, sure it, it'll keep you up it'll pump you up yeah and uh you know i mean like it's repetitive it's like this is like club music for like club clubs not like like nightclubs but like raves and shit like that yeah, you know this, what I mean this is real club music and, and that's what um, it's supposed to be repetitive because you're on drugs or you're drunk and you're just having a good time you're not like thinking about music like a smarty pants idiot sorry I got very passionate about that thank you um okay well this is it's time for my um first pick so I'm going to yeah the musica the hairy fry Smack lanes, Versace frames cover my iris. Stay alert, never show my eyelids. I'm the lavish. Provide bliss and baggies, pushing five wagons of caddy. See them begging chicks with fatties. We them bitches, baby daddies. Probably, maybe. Oh shit, it could be possible. Young niggas couldn't see me. I'm a young optical obstacle, gorilla bread. Moving like a beast, looking phenomenal. Hit them in their face with grace, if not splash the abdominal. You might have seen me in the cardigan, rocking the monocle. Grease my feet and leave the murder scene with everything. All right, so that is uh, five Wagon by Mayhem Warren, um, and then there is a Action Bronson, Action Bronson, <laughs> there's Action Bronson, um, uh, feature later on, um, he just released an album, I'm not 100% sure when, it's called Glass, and, um, this is the only song I've heard off of it so far, but he had a really sick feature on Action Bronson's album, all I know about him is he's from Queens, and he's buddies with Action Bronson. What do you think about this beat? I don't know. Say action, I love this beat. I was going to say, say Action Bronson one more time. We love Action Bronson here at the pod. Um, I really like this beat. I, I really like the song. I was going to say, I haven't heard this track, I don't think. I don't think you've played this for me. And uh, I'm really into it. Yeah, this is kind of my, like, uh, you know, uh, solo song. Uh, this is the one you've been keeping from me. Yeah. Uh, it's too rappy. You don't like things that are too rappy, but I thought you might like the beat. That's not fair. I can like a, I can like a rappy, a rappy, rappy, fraggy, fraggy. Yeah, but like I would never play something for you like uh like uh, 800 bars and Ryan or whatever the game song where he just like disses uh Dr. Dre for like nine minutes. You know. Sure, that's fair. You don't like bars, you know. I'm trying to, like, understand a little bit more about Mayhem Lore. There's not a lot to out there, to be honest, as far as I can tell. He's in that, sh- in, like, fuck, that's delicious a bunch. He's not Big Body Bess, who's, like, the main, his main, like, uh, I turtle. I think that's actually his cousin. Yeah, I like that all that all that there is to be said about Mayhem Lauren is a street-savvy Queens-bred rapper 
representing a genre in hip-hop that is on the verge of extinction. What is that extinction? Well, he's wearing a Cosby sweater, so maybe that's what he's referring to. I like that his Twitter is just like him every few days saying shit, like just dishing out his opinions. Like nine hours ago, 22 years later, and no one spit better verses than Nas did on Silent Murder. Don't know if I agree. Well, you, he's from Queens, so he's got to believe that Nas is the greatest rapper. That's just a weakness of all people from Queens, unfortunately. Also three days ago, I'm going to do an album with no cursing soon. Not that I'm against cursing. I actually like cursing, but it's good to give yourself a challenge on occasion. Not as cool as I wanted him to be. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he definitely comes off like a bit of a Philistine. He says some, uh, let's call them problematic things uh, in this song. I'm, I'm always like a lot, like if a song has problematic lyrics, I won't not listen to it. You know what I mean? So right. I don't give a shit, man. What do I really care about? Does that mean you're problematic? Oh, ooh, uh, now I'm problematic. That's so cool. All right, it's your turn to pick a song. Hold on, I want to read one more Mayhem Lauren tweet. Okay, please. Um. Okay. Hold on, I'm I'm taking too long. Grilled stingray stuffed with crab meat is being hand delivered. Yeah, you're with Action Bronson. That's why. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I'm gonna keep my vibe going with this next track. All right. This, this song's gonna take forever to hit off. But um, this is Daphne. Okay. Um, AKA Dan Snaith, a Canadian composer. And this track is called uh, Yes I Know. And you might know um, Daphne under stage name Caribou, Manitoba. Uh, a lot of people know Caribou. But, I know um, Caribou. Caribou's kind of like an indie rock. Okay, so this is like an indie rocker's uh, DJing outlet. Yes. So original. I think this track is, as the club kids would say, fire, Dave. Um, I'm trying to figure out what tone is over Zhao Long, because I'm almost positive this is a Chinese word. I think this is a really sweet sample, and... This is one of those tracks, kind of like Highway to Hell, that I thought was definitely a, like a early mid twenties, like great dance club track. Apparently, a Zhao Long is a Chinese man deep sea research submersible that can dive to a depth of over seven thousand m period. It is the greatest depth range of any manned research vehicle in the world. The only manned expedition to have gone deeper were the divers of the Tracy Base Deputy in 1960. Cool. Now we lost that too. Yeah, I, I lost you there completely. Another thing China took from us are deep sea diving submersibles. No, man, not our submersibles. <laughs> no! First the steel industry, then the auto industry, and now our submersibles. Fucking China, man. 
Alright, what I love is that the, one of the genres listed for uh, all of Dance Nate's music is intelligent dance music. How do you feel about that as I don't like genre? I think it sounds pompous and stupid. Electronica, intelligent dance music, folktronica. He's from Hamilton, which is where my great uh, grandmother is from. I know. Hamilton, Ontario. That's also where, um, who's that guy who made funny 90s comedies, but is an uh, animal that uh, gave a woman an STD and made an overdose on drugs? Jim Carrey, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Is that Jimmy? Jury's out. All right. And by the jury's out, I mean I haven't seen the documentary yet. And as soon as I do, I will be blathering nonstop about it just like everyone else. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what is, what, why do you like this kind of shit? Like, what do you do with this? Uh, homework. Hang out to it. Zone out to it. Drive to it. You would drive and just have this going on. Oh, yeah. I mean, at one point, you would do ecstasy to this. But the, those, those are, those are, that's theoretical and many days ago. Sure. Yeah, I mean, this is something that, like, when I lived in, like, Taiwan, and I would go hang out, there's this house called the Crocodile House. It was, uh... All the gay foreigners that lived over there and that did like uh, nose drugs, they all congregated this this um, like rooftop apartment that baby crocodiles in a little uh, baby pool, and uh, they were always playing music like this. They're like most of them though were like European now. Oh yeah, I mean this dude's Canadian, but he's got a this is almost this has like a Euro disco vibe to it. Um, he's got a pretty. A pretty great quote where he describes his work as original, but I would still call it trivial. Nice, I like that. And that's kind of what this is. Actually, this is like a still an original kind of club track. It's fun. It's got a, it's got a really great sample. It's definitely more intelligent than you know the Mexicans with Guns track I first played. Whoa. But um. No, I I agree with it's you. Still just. As I've used in previous episodes, it's just a banger, baby. I don't think that's a banger. I'm sorry. Banger. That's not a banger. That's just a chill song, but that ain't no banger. That's no banger? That's a mash, maybe. A banger's a mash. There's bangers, and then there's mash, which is songs that sound like the Monster Mash. And that sounds way more like the Monster Mash. Can we do a little quick Monster Mash sample? Do you want me to play Monster Mash? Just for maybe a few seconds, remind any listeners about what a great track this is. Oh, I have a funny a funny thing about this. I don't know which one's the real one. I well, think, I think this know. is it. Um, so, when I had an open mic with uh, J. Michael Osborne and Matthias and all those other dudes, um, uh, on Halloween... J-Mo played uh, this in between every comedian. It always started at the beginning. It was great. It was pretty funny. It, it, it did get old after a while. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Just imagine this guy was like, I'm gonna, I got a great idea for a song. And they're like, listen here, Bobby, quote Boris, and quote Pickett. We, we might fucking love songs here. Not whatever weird bullshit you do, and then he—I don't know—he persevered through it. Yeah, he did. This is really a, a song about adversity. It's the monster mash. Yeah. I wonder what genius has to say about what this all really means. Yeah. <laughs> Would this be considered intelligent Halloween music? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna play what I said. your next track? Rough transition. <laughs> nah, it's fine. Ha! 
Oh, DC's on this beat. <laughs> ha! Stop that. So this is Voices by TYE. Um, this is a song um, where one dude raps three different voices. So if you're familiar with... Um, uh, what's the fucking Biggie song? Um, give me the loop. Um, but it's him rapping as the voices in his head. So... I'll tell you everything I know about TYE. You see if you can find something else. So TYE is from the Dallas area. Um, he went to um, Abilene Christian University in Texas on an opera singing scholarship. Um, and he had sort of a mental break while he was there. He uh, attempted to commit suicide, I believe. Uh, and then he uh, um, dropped out. Started rapping, and this is the only song that I've heard of his that kind of pays homage to that. The fact that he's a little disturbed. Yeah, he's um, he's bipolar, um, and he a big part of the thing is that he takes you on an emotional ride, or so that's what people say. Uh, and he was actually admitted on an opera singing scholarship. I just said that. He used to opera. Yep. Well, I'm saying it again. Alright. Uh, I think that's pretty wild. I would love to hear him, like, sing. Yeah, it'd be weird if he just transitions. Yeah. Um, I actually think, in my opinion, this guy has one of the most original flows right now, and I really do hope he blows up. But also part of me hopes he doesn't, because rappers with really, like, original um, voices, no pun intended. Oh shit. Oh, it's gotta be. Yeah, he's obviously like an extremely versatile person. Um, I don't know. I think that that's like the most original, that's one of the most original songs I've ever heard. You know? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I think uh, this is probably one of my favorite tracks that you've played for me recently. Um, and just... Kind of another note, a lot of really interesting stuff coming out of Texas right now. Yeah. A lot of interesting rappers. Like, I mean, he's from he's from Dallas. I forgot where Maxo Cream is from. He's from Houston. He's Alif, from Houston. which is sort of a part of Harris County, which is like Houston. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we've, Texas has always gotten a lot, much credit all in, in rap history. You know, so when I was driving back up from Columbus, I got played, uh, uh, John Michael Bond played me some Chopped and Screwed songs that I actually like really liked. And so I actually need to go through my Spotify history and find the Chopped and Screwed songs um, because I actually kind of like started to get it. Like Texas, so he, he told me this story about UGK. I don't know if it's true or not, but basically that UG that Jay Z wanted to put UGK on uh, his first album, his first big album, the one with like. Um, Life and Times of S. Carter, Volume 1. And uh, 
you know, in, in Pimp C, now deceased, said, tell him to come to Texas or we won't record the song. And so Jay-Z was like, fuck you, Texas. I'm not coming to fucking Texas. So then he releases the album without, without UGK on it. And then he turns to them again because they were such legends. That's the thing about these Texas rappers. I mean, they made shit like by and for Texas. Like Texas artistically in a lot of ways might as well be its own country. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's deep with artists in, in every type of discipline you could think of. Sure, but they make art for Texans. Like that's the weird thing about Texas. Even Austin has way more grit than like a Portland or a Denver. You know what I mean? Like it's just... It's this Texas thing. Do you know what I mean? Like Texans believe that Texas is its own country and you can see that in the art. So there's all these things like Swisha House that no one ever fucking talks about up north but these things that are like legendary in Texas. Like like Scarface might as well be Jay-Z in Texas. You know? I guess that's my whole Texas rant. I really appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. Um, it's time for your last song. This is my last song. My last song is really... Um off base and a super weird decision. Alright, well you've been known for your good decision making in the past, so this should Oh shit, this is sampled in um, There He Go by okay. Schoolboy Q. This is the sample. This is uh, Wet and Rusting by Menomina off uh, the album Wet and Rusting. And this is almost 10 years old at this point, I think, which is crazy. Holy shit. Um, I used to love this band. This is just another one of those pieces that's kind of come up that uh, I really listened to a lot and then just kind of ditched and threw in the back threw in the back burner for a long time and was running through some tracks earlier today and I thought this is a fucking fun one yeah I like the ones that you picked you, see, you know I tend to have like an aversion to like a lot of ro more rocky rock yeah. and roll kind of shit and uh, I kind of like these songs that you picked these are really interesting songs there's composition in these pieces, and that's why I like them. Um, because even even that Daphne piece is super redundant, but there's there's a lot of composition in it. Same with Mexicans with guns, and and this song is also super thought out. And like you said, I mean this this is a actually pretty frequently sampled track. There's a lot of remixes of this to the point where it's been so uh, uh, bastardized. I don't think many people actually know this original track. So I thought, thought we'd give it a play today. Um, I haven't played a lot of indie rock on the show at all, and, and I used to be a huge, huge fan. So kind of trying to dig deep maybe these next few episodes. Sure, listeners, what I'm really about. Yeah, I uh, I had like a year or two where I was into it, but I was faking it the whole time, to be completely honest with you. I... I, I never quite understood like what was good and what wasn't good. There were a few bands, like Starfucker, for instance, that I could like latch on to and oh, be I like, that's Starfucker. good. You know what I, I mean? But there's a lot of those bands I have not gone back at all and listened to. 
I knew the one song you needed to know by then to, you know, talk to girls with stupid haircuts, and that's pretty much it. That's That was my sole reason for doing it. Yeah. I'm an insincere person. And that's why I love you, David. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay. All right. Now I feel like I'm being, I'm being catcalled a little bit. All right, that's it's not it. me, that's the guy outside the window. All right, so I'm going to play my song. Let's hear it, let's do it, let's, let's get into it. What's more powerful than a no in the room? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't even finish telling the fucking UGK story. Oh, I didn't even know. Dude, this guy looks like fucking like Max Moron. Let's see. <laughs> like a weathered Max. Wait, hold on, hold on. Screenshot that and send him a picture. Okay. So this is Prof featuring Casanova. Having sex with the woman. True. Your hope is on a little kind of Jacob Anderson from Minneapolis. He had a father who suffered from bipolar disorder. So he's a Twin Cities rapper. Yeah. It's interesting for me to see like other cities come up and actually have some really interesting uh, artists doing some really different shit. I mean, you can't hate on like you know New York hip hop or or, 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 or West Coast hip hop, but I, it's, I like that other cities are kind of having their own styles and have their own unique people coming out of there and, and doing something that's not the sort of the internet changed that though. It used to be you'd hear a rapper from Minnesota and you'd be like, ugh, this sounds like rap five years ago. Unless it was like, who are those two dudes? Uh, the Ant and whatever. Slug? Well, yeah, what are those guys called? Atmosphere. Atmosphere. They were like the best Minnesota rappers for a long time. Yeah. I was really into Atmosphere for a while too. A little too preachy. Yeah, that's kind of why I got out of them, too. They have a couple of songs I really like, though. Anyways. Fuck you, Lucy, for not needing me. Because I still love you. Lucy. Hold on, so... What do you think of this? I like this. It's just a song about him saying no to things. Oh man, it's gonna be hard for me for you. I, I think actually though when rusting by uh Menomina is the one I like. Is that supposed to be said like the the Muppets thing? Yeah. Oh that's funny. But all three of your songs are good. I can see using yeah, all of them for something. Freddie Gibbs actually shit. I gotta give it to Freddie Gibbs, Mexicans with guns. That was the better one. Um all right, so um, before we wrap... I, I think I have to give it to Voices still. I like Prof. Yeah. But I think I got to give it to Voices because it's like something I've never heard before. 
and there's a really real a mastery um, that kind of can't be ignored in that track. Sure. Yeah. No. Th- there's a there's a ton of shit going on there. I mean, di- three different flows. He's singing opera at the end. Right, and and we didn't even catch that the first few times we listened to it. So there's like, I mean, it's literally music that he's layered with his own voice. It, it doesn't rely on gimmicky bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't rely on just going, ha! Yeah, it's not you just know. ad-libs in a, in a fucking regurgitated persona. I go, oh, what, you sell crack and do Xanax? That's so interesting. Right, oh, you know? drugs, huh, wow. So, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely, I gotta give it to Voices by Ty, and uh, I think even though this playlist was kind of a cuckoo bananas one that we sort of threw together here, I, I think it's I think this is actually one of our uh, <laughs> better playlists at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. A lot of really great tracks on here, and there's some stuff that... Uh, I highly recommend people come and follow us on fucking Spotify. God damn. Yeah, so we'll... Yeah, we, I, I want to say, yeah, follow the Spotify. Right now we're just using my Spotify. I'm not making them on Impress Me With Music because people are just taking the songs and putting them on playlists and not following the Spotify. But if you want to see like new shit, or actually this is really weird and creepy if you're this kind of a person, you can see what Mary and I have been listening to and when we listen to it oh man that's creepy and weird to think about isn't it it's like when you see other people's money on venmo yeah i like looking through other people's money on venmo it tells the story of who's sleeping with who who's in an argument what's really happening i don't think it tells any of those stories i did i discovered that one of my friends from high school was sleeping with another one of my friends from high school after they started egregiously venmoing each other they're paying each other for sex no, not for sex, but it was like it became clear that they moved in together because now they're Venmoing each other for emoji light bulb Venmo. For oh, emoji, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so but, suddenly, you know what I mean? Like they're like splitting bills and like, you know, doing Venmo business. Hmm. People can look at all the different babysitters I've had on Venmo. That's, that's the weird one. Oh, man. If somebody wanted to like kill us. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, all right, I'm so... I'm so disturbed now. Why would you say that? To disturb you. Cambridge Analytica. Ooh. <laughs> Venmo Analytica. Um, all right, well, um, huh. before we do our final bit of plugging... Is this our outro? Yeah. Give it up to Puff Daddy. Uh, thank you for... Uh, or is he back to Puff he's Daddy? He's Diddy now, I think. Let's give it up for Diddy. Yeah. See, like... He makes it clear. Nobody can hold him down. Not even Grandmaster Flash who created this song. You know, and Ice, Ice Cube also sampled this. It's like, this is like a very iconic song. I remember actually when I was a kid, people would sing this version of the song and I only knew the Grandmaster Flash version because it was on a... The Encyclopedia Britannica CD. I typed in rap music and they just had Grandmaster Flash and the messages just do it over and over again. Huh. Fun fact about me. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening. Uh, listen, if you like me, listen to the Palm Pilots. Follow me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior. Don't follow me on Twitter. It's private. Don't follow me on Instagram. It's private. We haven't impressed me with music Instagram. Otherwise, leave me alone. I mean, unless you want a Starbucks gift card, then hop on. 
one great review like it all and uh, great again say Mary where's my Starbucks gift card on iTunes or on our Facebook page and I will hand deliver you a Starbucks gift card I'll wear gloves I don't want to don't promise you'll hand deliver it I mean we can just send it through Facebook you realize that right I will probably not hand deliver it unless I find out you live like a couple blocks away but don't ask where I live you don't even know where I live yeah what are you the Venmo killer okay hey new script we're gonna be ready next week alright I love you all for listening thank you This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.